Let's talk about burnout, that numbing sensation that we all heard of or at least experienced once in our lifetime. But how do you know you really have a burnout and what can great leaders do in order to create a safe environment to avoid the risk of a potential burnout? For our favorite people who are listening through Spotify, please be informed there is a YouTube version of this episode where you can see us in flesh and bones, you can see our hair, you can see our skin, you can see everything. Welcome to the Embarrassing Diary. I couldn't have this conversation just by myself. For that, I decided to invite a highly accomplished and knowledgeable clinical therapist. She is a lead people advisor of case management and employee relations, a clinical and developmental psychotherapist, an executive team coach, and a cognitive behavioral therapist in training. Ladies and gentlemen, wholeheartedly, I invite you to the conversation with Chrysanthi Karabetsi. Hello, Hrisanti. Thanks so much for being here today. Good morning, Zoe. Thank you so much for having me here. And I'm really excited to talk about a really important topic, which is burnout. Fantastic. Marvelous. I have to say that I've always wanted you to be my therapist, but because we're friends, you told me, no, I cannot do this. But I hope that uh, our listeners today will enjoy this conversation because it's a really important one. But let's go straight to the case. So um, from your expertise, what are some symptoms of burnout? And when do you know that you have a burnout? Um, great question. Thank you so much. Before we will start about like the symptoms of burnout, I think it's really important to give a short definition of what is actually a burnout. And technically speaking, burnout is a state of chronic physical, mental, and emotional ex- uh, exhaustion. And it is a result from a prolonged exposure to workplace stress. It's like I usually say that uh, the exhaustion that you might feel only by thinking the job before even you get up in the morning. Now, in regards to the symptoms of burnout, this might include like physical symptoms such as headaches, back pain, or even issues with sleeping. We might also have emotional symptoms like irritability, frustration, low mood, mood swings throughout the week. We have cognitive symptoms, and this includes some difficulties in in concentrating. We might experience a loss of memory, and sometimes even we find ourselves really like difficult to come up with decisions. We also experience behavioral symptoms like isolation. We tend to see that people that they suffer from now, they tend to withdraw. They might procrastinate a lot. They don't want to face daily tasks. They might neglect their personal needs. And uh, also, we tend to see that in order for them to cope, they might start using like different substances like alcohol or increased consumption of caffeine. And finally, we also have interpersonal symptoms that might lead into conflicts with colleagues, decreased need to collaborate, difficulty in maintaining healthy relationships, and a lot of negative attitudes towards their job and also their colleagues as well. Interesting. Wow. I could 
I could understand, I could relate in many of those points that you mentioned because I feel a lot of us during COVID experienced some uh, symptoms of burnout, maybe also due to the fact of the isolation. So I think there is also a misconception that people think just because you don't have an enjoyable job, then you get a burnout because you do repetitive tasks. Is it is this true or myth? Um, no, it is indeed a common misconception that people that they don't have enjoyable jobs, then they might suffer from burnout. In reality, burnout can affect people across various professions and at all levels in one organization, also including um, those people that they have really highly rewarding and enjoyable jobs. It is really important to recognize that burnout it is really a complex phenomenon. It can be influenced by a lot of different factors like organizational factors, individual characteristics, and also job-specific factors. Uh, but job satisfaction on its own, it might indeed contribute into a burnout, but it doesn't necessarily have to lead into a burnout. For instance, think about individuals that they might have a highly rewarding job, but on the other hand, they, um, their job demands from them to uh, constantly be available, to work extra hours, to go above and beyond, to meet expectations or to be exceptional. And they might also, of course, uh, even though they have this rewarding and highly enjoyable and fulfilling job, that they also find themselves to experience signs of burnout. Hmm. And it's interesting that you're talking about uh, going above and beyond. Um, because I feel, um, me as a person, I'm a people pleaser and I find it really hard uh, to set boundaries. Um, So I I have this syndrome of a good student and I know a lot of people have have that. And as a result, they struggle with setting boundaries and saying, no, I will not stay until late. Yes, I will do this extra task even though they don't want to. So that will be my next question. How do, do you think that people pleasers are more prone to get uh, burnout? Mm. Um, so in general, we might see that people that may have certain characteristics, as you said, like people who have the tendency to overcommit or maybe to neglect their self-care because exactly they found that other people's needs are more important um, uh, compared to their well- well-being, indeed might be more prone to burnout. However, I think it's also really important to mention here um, that just an individual characteristic, it doesn't um, it doesn't necessarily lead into burnout. As we discussed, it's a way more complex issue and it should be a combination of uh, work conditions plus the personality of an individual. But of course, for uh, people pleasers, I, I think it's extremely crucial to establish better boundaries to understand why do I need in certain situations to uh, maybe say no, how do I communicate with different stakeholders and also how do I become more assertive in this process in order to protect myself. So I, I think with people pleasers, they have a really good intention, right, that they want to be engaged and support everyone which on the short term can be great, but I think on the long term, it might indeed affect our mental health and our well-being. Wow, that's really, really powerful and strong. Thank you for highlighting this. I needed to hear that. I think a lot of people need to hear that because it needs to be a reality check that you need to 
it, that boundaries are important. But also on top of that, there is this this shame of admitting that you have a burnout. And um, I did a small research when I had a burnout a few years ago, and I noticed that a lot of people, they go on sick leave, but they don't admit even to themselves that they have a burnout. So how can someone cope with that uh, guilt? That's a really great question. Um, and I, I think it's really great that you are bringing this question into this podcast. Indeed, we tend to see that there is a lot of shame and then a lot of stigma around mental health in general. But um, what I usually say is that even though it can be a really challenging process, I think that we all need to understand that asking for help is, first of all, and a really essential uh, step. Um, it helps individuals to be proactive and uh, definitely, I would say, you need to have a lot of courage to admit that you have a problem and that you are willing to dedicate the time and the effort in order to uh, support yourself and find solutions. So I, I think um, similarly to what you did, I think it's really important in this process to start normalizing burnout by share with people that we, we trust how we're feeling, because then we might indeed recognize that there are a lot of people out there that may experience exactly the same issue. So I would say, let's do a, a reality check. Does it necessarily mean that just because I'm asking for help, it means that I am weak? Because as we discussed, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength to actually ask for help. Keeping in mind that we as individuals, we have been conditioned from a really young age to work on our own, to stand up on our feet on our own. We shouldn't cry, we should move forward, we should accomplish all of our goals. And the team work is not really supported or appreciated throughout the years. Of course, later on the situation is changing, but from a really young age, we're being conditioned into achieving everything on our own. Yeah. We also need to shift a little bit the perspective here. Again, whenever I'm asking help, is it because I feel weak or is it because indeed that I'm not good enough? I do feel particularly with burnout that people who tend to experience burnout are those people that they care a lot actually mm. for their job. They're overcommitted. They're highly dedicated to go above and beyond. So I think this also gives a really clear uh, idea that indeed burnout is not really a weakness, but it is like, as I usually say, how our body decides to show uh, to us that indeed there is uh, a problem yeah. and that we need to, yeah, to address it. I love what you're saying. I really love what you're saying because there is a lot of compassion on those words. I think that a therapist... That's that's the idea of a therapist that can can get you, they can feel you, and they can hug that feeling because what you're basically are saying is like by being loud about it and being vocal, that means that you are actually strong. Yeah. It and it's a it's a it's a game change. And speaking of having a strong voice, I I want also to take it to the to the level of the management. How can our leaders, our role models, our mentors, our managers at the workplace can incorporate an environment where they can prevent people from having a burnout. Yeah, 
I think in general, we need the leaders that they take a more proactive and also holistic approach. Uh, there is not one size fits all approach, as we know, with well-being and mental health. And it's really important for the managers and the leaders, first of all, to educate themselves, to understand what are some of the challenges that their employees might face, like emotional challenges and mental uh, challenges compared with the work that they are doing. So what is really important, it is indeed for managers and uh, leaders to create a psychological safe environment for their employees, an environment that the employees can openly talk about their feelings without the fear of uh, being judged, right? Give um, people the flexibility to craft their job. We know that uh, different people, they have different needs. And again, the way that we are doing our work can vary. So I think it's really important for managers and leaders to be flexible, to listen to their employees, ask them what mm. can help them in this process, like collect feedback on how to uh, better support them. And of course, I think the most important thing is to lead by example as well. So yeah might have leaders and managers that they share really great things around mental health, etc. But then you see them that they're overworking or they're working really late hours and so on. So we also need to be mindful on um, our behaviors as well. And, and lastly, a lot of companies nowadays, they have a lot of programs like employee assistance programs or a lot of different resources. I think it's really critical for the managers and the leaders to spread uh, the word, spread the awareness, encourage people to utilize the benefits that organization is offering. So um, for them, of course, to understand that mental health, it is a really important topic. Yeah, yeah. So essentially, leaders need to also create a, um, a nest or yeah. a protective nest where everybody can come and they, they can address and they can discuss those issues. I find it really interesting. So it's essentially you're saying leaders need to step up and be better leaders, which is which is great, which I love it. We we need to be honest about it. Like you need to be a mentor as well when you're a leader um, and a role model. Um, I also wanted to ask you, we have a question. We had two questions from our listeners. The one we already addressed at the beginning on when do you know um, you have a burnout? But I found the second one much more interesting. It came from one really interesting person. So she asked this question, um, when do you know you have overcome burnout? Yeah. Really great question. And um, again, it's an interesting question because indeed we tend to uh, focus a lot on the signs, uh, the signs, the symptoms and the causes of burnout. And we tend to forget uh, when actually we know that everything is going uh, better. So first of all, I will say that overcoming a burnout is a gradual process. It might take time. Um, Sometimes we might need a lot of time in order to overcome it. To be honest, there is not like a clear checklist on when you know that you are again uh, healed and powered and strong and confident and motivated. But usually you can recognize it when you have, again, uh, more energy compared to maybe the previous months that yeah. you did 
that motivation, when you start feeling enthusiastic again about the job, so we don't have this uh, feeling again, I'm going to work, but I'm really looking forward to go to the job, start interacting with colleagues as well. So there is this a feeling that you want to be engaged with your working in environment. And when you also see some changes in regards to like the physical symptoms, indeed you feel more rested to the emotional symptoms that there is more like stable feelings to the cognitive symptoms that it's not really difficult for you to complete the tasks that, that you have. And you find overall, again, the joy to engage in activities that before due to the burnout you uh, you couldn't enjoy. Mm. Of course, for uh, people that they're working with professionals, it's a little bit more clear because with your therapist, indeed, as soon as you have achieved the, the, the goal, already you will have an indication indeed that I'm on the right path and um, again, myself. So nice. say whenever we experience that the energy is back, the excitement is back, and we feel that again we're motivated, it is a sign that indeed burnout um, has uh, left us. I would yeah, say. yeah, it's very interesting what you're saying because you don't feel it like it's not like a button that you you press and you're like, okay, today I woke up fine. Um, it goes slowly, and then sometimes I feel like you don't even want to admit it at the beginning because you're like scared it might come back. So you're just saying, yeah, it's fading, it's fading out. I think that's that's kind of the feeling that what I'm getting. Um, it is a journey. It is, yeah. a, it is a personal journey as well. So yeah. it's also really important to keep in mind that also when we start sharing with others our experiences about burnout, yeah. again, you might see individual differences. Some people, they might overcome burnout in three months, others in six months, others they might need a year or two years. So it's also mm -hmm. important to keep in mind that it's a really personal journey and the recovery process might differ uh, for them. Yeah. And that's okay, right? That doesn't... No. Yeah. So um, closing this wonderful conversation um maybe someone is listening right now and is going through a burnout is experiencing it uh, as we speak what are some words of wisdom what is some advice you would like to give to that person who is listening right now yeah um being on, on a state of burnout or experience uh, emotional exhaustion can be extremely like uh, tough and challenging as we we said i think Right now, it's more than ever extremely important to um, utilize this self-compassion uh, skill, recognize what are our needs, celebrate also the small victories, the small step that we might take every single day. Um, it, it is really important in that process to recognize again that the environment can have a lot of expectations from us, like oh, you will become better soon or go outside and um, eat better and exercise and, mm. and do all of these things in order to uh, start feeling again yourself. But I will say, take it easy. It is a step-by-step -step approach. Be kind to yourself, right? Which I think is uh, the major ones. And um, take a lot of breaks, a lot of mm. breaks to relax, re-energize, engage yourself with people and activities that give you joy and energy. I think that whenever we're going through these challenging moments, extremely critical to uh, engage with all of the things that our brain says, I don't have the energy right mm. now. Mm. 
Amazing. Thank you so much for this really insightful conversation. I think that we can have a part two and three uh, and four. Uh, we could have this discussion for hours. You're one of the people that I really admire. You're such an amazing professional. You're such an amazing friend. So thank you for being here today. I will link all the details about where you can find Chrysanthi. What is she doing right now? She's very, very busy. But I would definitely want to thank you for being here and spreading this word of positivity and um, showing to people that actually you can overcome this and it's okay to have a burnout and it's going to be okay. Thank you so, so much for inviting me. It was a really uh, lovely pleasure to be uh, here. I'm extremely happy also for this step that you are making and you are also spreading the word that mental health and well-being is not something that we need to be ashamed of. As we said, we require to have a lot of strength to deal with uh, things that usually we would uh, avoid. So thank you so much for doing that. I think it's a really great gift to your audience. And I'm really looking forward to the next episodes of Embarrassing Diary. Oh, thank you so much. Big hug. Thanks, Chrysanthi. Do you have a unique story that you want to share with the world and be part of this podcast? then go to the description of this episode and send us an email and one member of our team will come back to you shortly. And that probably will be me. Please make sure to follow us and subscribe and see you next time.